0: Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio, and I'm real glad that you could join us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Natalie Gomez. She's joining us here from UCB to discuss new interim long-term data from the Be Bright Open Label Extension Trial. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Gomez.
1: Yes, thank you so much for the welcome, and thank you for inviting me to this session.
0: Well, if you would, give us a brief look into your professional background and talk about your role at UCB.
1: Uh, sure, happy to. Uh, so my name is uh, Natalie Nunez Gomez. Um, I'm the head of global medical affairs for psoriasis at UCB and my background is a, I'm a physician, a medical doctor and I've worked in the dermatology at uh, University of Munich here in Germany. Uh, but now I'm uh, more than 20 years in the pharmaceutical industry and right now working for UCB.
0: Now I mentioned that uh, you're joining us to talk about some long-term data from the B BRIGHT trial. What was the goal of the B BRIGHT trial?
1: Yes, sure. So uh, let me explain what Vbrite uh, is. It's uh, an open-label uh, extension study assessing the long-term safety and efficacy of anikizumab uh, in adult patients with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. And uh, so so those patients who completed one of our phase 3 trials, which would be the feeder trials for V-BRIGHT, uh, were able to enroll in this long-term trial.
0: What causes psoriasis? Uh, who's affected?
1: Uh, So, yeah, I mean, the cause of psoriasis is is not really known. It's a Mm -hmm. mixture of uh, genetical factors plus environmental factors. Uh, What we know is that several cytokines play a role, um, especially IL-17, so interleukin. So, so, yeah, this this, this is what is uh, known, for example, but the exact cause is not really known. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, give us a little bit of more insight into these trials that were presented at the 2021 AAD and the summer meeting and the EADV, if you would.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, as you know, the EADV conference is currently ongoing and it's actually a very, very exciting conference and a lot of new data presented there. And so coming to our Be Bright trial, so... Um, what, what we are showing is that um, uh, two-year data, uh, data from the BeBright trial. So we are looking at uh, the BeSure uh, trial population, which was one of our feeder studies. And we showed that the clinical and health-related quality of life responses, uh, which we observed during the first 16 weeks of treatment uh, with thymakizumab, were sustained over two years. And I think another very important uh, data point we are presenting from b is our safety data. So uh, we are showing a two-year safety data from b and uh, we saw that ribakizumab was well-tolerated and there were no new safety signals observed over two years.
0: Were there traditionally many challenges for treating patients with moderate to severe, to severe plaque psoriasis?
1: Uh, yes, um, sure. So I, I think um, uh, one thing which is very important is that uh, psoriasis is a chronic disease. And um, so uh, so it, it's very important for physicians as well as patients that you have uh, uh, treatment options that can offer long-term disease control. And, and this is one of the challenges we have.
0: So are we talking um, an oral or an injection periodically? Uh,
1: so, yeah, bimikizumab is an injection. Uh, I think what is important to say that it's not yet approved in the U.S. It's uh, currently under review with FDA. But if we talk about the mode of action, it's a humanized IgG1 monoclonal antibody, and it belongs to a group of medicines uh, called interleukin inhibitors. And uh, what is important to know is that um, uh, in psoriasis, so uh, we have elevated levels of IL-17A as well as IL-17F. Um, and, and, and also actually in other uh, uh, immune-mediated inflammatory diseases. So uh, bimekizumab is, uh, is specifically and directly inhibiting IL-17F in addition to A, and this is another mode of action.
0: Does bimekizumab work only on the skin or does it uh, treat the um, psoriatic arthritis symptoms uh, as well?
1: So, uh, we have uh, trials currently ongoing, uh, phase three trials in psoriatic arthritis, but the results uh, are not yet uh, available.
0: What about the, the candidates in the trial where there's a wide variety of ages, men and women? Who was uh, in the trial?
1: It, it was a typical psoriasis patient population, I would say. So, it's uh, more or like less half men, half women. It's a long term disease. So, most of these patients have long lasting disease. And, uh, yeah, many of them were already pre-treated with other treatments.
0: Doctor, explain some of the results of this BE BRIGHT trial, if you would.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one important aspect we are presenting at EADV is the two-year data from the BE SURE study, which was one of the feeder studies of the BE BRIGHT trial. Uh, And uh, in this abstract and poster, we are showing that uh, the clinical and healthcare uh, health-related quality of life responses, which we observed during the first 16 weeks of the trial, were sustained over two years of treatment with bimekizumab. And we also presented two-year safety data from the B.B.R.I.T. study uh, showing that bimekizumab was overall very well tolerated and no new safety signals were observed over the uh, period of two years.
0: So is this trial um, about to be completed?
1: Uh, So so, if we look at the whole B.B.R.I.T. study, it's a three-year study. And, and, and these are interim results um, uh, after the first year of the bright and um, so if, if we uh, put this together with the feeder studies we are looking at an observed observational um, period of two years right now uh, if we look at the complete bright study is three years plus one year feeder study so an observational uh, period of four years and we expect to complete the trial in uh, 2023.
0: So, what do you think will be the overall impact on the psoriasis community once this is approved in the United States?
1: Yeah, so um, I, I think one important thing um, is is, uh, is always yeah uh, the high un, uh, uh, or the unmet need if we talk about new treatments in uh, moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, and one uh, unmet need is uh, skin clearance. So. I mean, there are already a lot of treatments available, but uh, what we know is that uh, still many patients do not uh, achieve skin clearance with those treatments. And um, I think uh, if, if you uh, if you think about uh, the importance of skin clearance, so it's uh, there's data out there that it improves your quality of life, and also those patients uh, suffer from less symptoms. I think this is uh, something important to uh, to look at. And uh, what we have seen from our trials is that bimikizumab is able to provide skin clearance to, a, to the majority of patients. So I think that's very important.
0: Now, when we're talking skin clearance, are we talking total clearance for someone with moderate, significant clearance for someone with severe plaque psoriasis, or does it vary greatly from patient to patient?
1: So varies from patient to patient, so you cannot just speak for every patient. I mean, but if you look at our trial results, we can say, and we were looking at a patient population with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, so you have uh, patients with different severity levels in there, uh, and what we saw is that uh, the majority of these patients were able to achieve complete skin clearance, which would be a PASI 100.
0: Well, give us a website where our listeners can learn more.
1: Yes, I would uh, direct you to the UCB US website uh, where you can find all the latest latest news and information.
0: And that website would be www.ucb-usa.com. Dr. Gomez, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much.
1: Pleasure for me. Thank you so much as well.
0: You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Natalie Nunez-Gomez. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com healthprofessionalradio.